What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and you guys are listening to episode 415. How the hell is everybody doing? I want to apologize at the top of the show for um, missing last week. That was due to a ton of traveling and no opportunity to really, um, you know, do the show or give you guys the show that you wanted, uh, or I should say that you deserve. Okay, I was in uh, Las Vegas, then I was in Nashville, I was at this 50-man bachelor party, never had an opportunity, we were going to do one, and then it just did not work out, so uh, I am sorry about that, sorry about the wait, but here we are, early Monday, or whatever it is, um, late Monday, early Tuesday, whatever it is, uh, for an episode 415, a ton of stuff to talk about on the show, going to talk about um, this Bachelor party, 50 dude bachelor party out in Las Vegas. Some of the best comedians um, in the world out there. It was so insane. We had such a great time. Then I'm going to obviously talk about uh, Zanies in Nashville. It was my first time uh, headlining a weekend out there, which was insane. Um, so great, so great. And then, um, of course, some sports stuff. Unacceptable. Uh, your guys, you know, submissions and all that. So sit back, relax, and enjoy TVE episode 415. I am well rested, which I needed because in Las Vegas, I am not going to lie, I am never taking an early flight out of Las Vegas again. I just can't do it. It doesn't make sense to do. Uh, We had, uh, me and Chris Stefano were at our buddy's bachelor party, who will remain nameless, uh, whether you people know or not, it's not my business, nor is that that's something I'm not going to do to my friend. But um, we are at a bachelor party for our friend. It's a four-day bachelor party. However, it was like up to the comedian of how long you could stay. So some people stayed like one day. Some people stayed two days. And then obviously some people stayed all four. People were in and out and stuff like that. So me and Krista Stefano, by the way, Krista Stefano, dude, great dude, super funny comic. He's half of the uh, History Hyenas podcast with my buddy Giannis Pappas. He happened to just coincidentally be flying to Nashville, Tennessee the next day because he was doing like Middle Tennessee University and I was doing Zanies. So we're on like the same 6 o'clock in the morning, 6.30 in the morning flight. Chris was smart and actually got some sleep the night before. I, however, uh, went to the um, comedy jam. So we were at the pool all day. Then we went to this insane dinner. And this dinner had was a table for 60 long ways in this narrow room. It looked like the five mafia families were having a meeting. It was insane. They just kept coming out with cured meats and cheeses and rigatoni, and tortellini, and pork, and chicken, and pasta. It was just insane. Shrimp. It was nuts. And we're sitting at this table, and then they were like, we're getting on a bus, like a 60-person bus, and we go over to this rock venue for the comedy jam, where comedians do a couple of minutes of stand-up, and then they tell a story about a song they love, and then they actually sing the song with a live band behind them doing the music. So we go to that. I'm exhausted. I'm like, maybe I should call it a night. And then they were like, no, we're getting back on the bus and going to old school Las Vegas to the Binion's Casino playing craps and all these people met there. And then Bobby Kelly showed up and then 
uh, Liz from the Comedy Cellar was there, and and Steve Byrne was getting people cigars. I mean, it was just an absolute. And I'm all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm drinking tequila and and soda, and I'm sipping it, and I'm feeling good. And now I'm like, ah, it's two in the morning, man. Let me, uh, you know, let me get out of here. And then I'm like, ah, you know, I'll have one more. Then it got to three. And I'm like, as long as I get back to my hotel by like 3.30, I'll sleep for like an hour or two. And then all of a sudden, next thing you know, it's 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm still not packed. We got a car downstairs at 5. I run down there. I meet Chrissy D. I'm still buzzing and exhausted. He's a little rested. And I passed out. And we both, not only were going to Tennessee for the first time, but coincidentally, the first time both of us were ever on a Southwest flight. So... Um, I slept the whole way through. I was just out cold. Lord knows how I was snoring or what was happening on that flight because I just passed out hard on this flight. And luckily, and me and Chris were uh, sitting next to each other on the plane because I didn't realize that Southwest is a free-for-all. You buy your ticket general admission style and... You go that way. And I was like, listen, I'll pay you more. I need to be comfortable. And the guy goes, all right, give me 50 cash. We were just laughing how ridiculous that is. It's like, give me 50, like it's a like it's a mafia-run airline. Like, yeah, what do you got in your pocket? I'll figure out your seat. It was like that. So then I end up getting a better seat than Chris. And he goes, well, what do I have to pay? And the guy goes, why don't you give me 50 cash too? So we get 50, and we end up being number two and three on the plane. And I got a window, he got the aisle, and nobody sat between us. It was perfect. I passed out. Thank God, because I needed it. And then um, and then I performed out in Tennessee. But the bachelor party was nuts. Um, it was, we stayed at the Aria, right? And we get to the Aria, and me and Big Jay Okerson are on the same flight, just me and Jay. We're on like this super early flight to get out there, like first one's there, pretty much. Other than our buddy, whose um, bachelor party was. And we get there and the Aria tells us, oh, we're having problems, our system's down, you can't check in, maybe 10 o'clock. All day, oh, maybe another hour. Then we finally go up there and they were like, we could do it manually and give you a room. They give me a room, Jay goes to his room, I go to my room and my key doesn't work. Not only does my key not work, but the the like the declined light, the red light doesn't even come on. I mean nothing. So I'm standing there and I'm tired and I just want to rest because I know that we have a couple of days of doing things and I just want to get to my room and rest before I go to a pool. I know that sounds completely ridiculous. <laughs> Talk about privilege. Listen, I just want to rest in my room for 30 minutes before I lay at a pool for six hours. Can I do that? I have a busy day ahead of me of drinking cocktails in a warm pool um, in Las Vegas on a Wednesday with beautiful palm trees around. Can I just get in my room? But I'm standing there and I'm tired and it's not working. And then they, I call security from the floor. Oh, someone's coming up. I wait. I wait. I call back 10 minutes later. Nobody's come up yet. 10 minutes now I'm standing at the door. Oh, really? I just called Marvin. She's acting like I know Marvin. I don't fucking know Marvin. Who's Marvin? Oh, I called Marvin. He should be on his way up. Another five minutes. Another 10 minutes. Now it's 20 minutes I'm standing at my door. I hear people in their rooms laughing, doing this, doing whatever, water on, people doing whatever they need to do in their room, and I'm just standing there with my bags like I'm still at the fucking airport, and I call the lady again. Oh, he should be up there like, honestly, 
within like a minute to four minutes. That's what she said. I'm standing outside of my door for a half an hour. Okay. I see Nate Borgazzi and Dan Soder went into Jay's room and they come out, still see me there. And they're like, yeah, we're going to go check in our room. Okay. The security finally gets to my door and goes, and yes, this is my uh, unacceptable for the, I'm just going to get into it now because this is what I dealt with when I got to Vegas. Guy shows up. He goes, oh, I got this like master key thing that'll, and it doesn't even work for him. The lights, he goes, oh, well, the light's not even working. Nothing, huh? No, battery's probably dead. What's your name? I need your ID. And I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, I told the lady downstairs the light didn't come on, but whatever. What do you guys give a shit, right? Because I'm just some stupid, you know, some sheep that got off a plane and just doing the same shit everybody does in Vegas. Who gives a shit? I'm just a number to these people. So then he goes, uh, oh, too, not only does this, not only does this, this is what he says to me, people. This is what he says to me. Oh, not only does this room not work and the lock is broken, this isn't even your room. A half an hour. Not to mention, me and Jay went to breakfast and waited from about 8 o'clock in the morning until 10. So now I'm, you're talking three hours before I could get in. So now I, he goes, you're going to just have to go down to the desk. I go down to the desk and there is a line like it's like to get onto the newest roller coaster at Six Flags Great Adventure. That's what it is. It's wrapped around. I see Nate and Dan on it, and they just see my face locked in, and I cut the everybody. And I walked right up to the side, and I said, can somebody come here? I said, I checked in here manually almost a half hour ago standing at my door. I had to wait. It's been hours since, and the guy was like, I'm so sorry. And he took the card, and... and uh and then they finally gave me another room. And Dan and Nate were like, dude, we just watched. We even called your name when you walked past us. And you were just so locked in. And I was so locked into what I was doing that I just, I got in the room. And uh, I just sat there for a second, just going like, wow, this took half the day. I mean, by the time I settled in my room, it was probably, yeah, no, my time is wrong. It was probably, I didn't settle in my room till like uh, 1.30, almost 2 o'clock. And I landed, I landed in Las Vegas around 8.30 in the morning, okay? Landed there about 8.30 in the morning. We left our bags at the bellhop. Me and Jay ate. Oh, no, we were going to leave our bags at the bellhop. We left it in our buddy's room. We ate, we hung out, we did this. We even went to a, a weed dispensary, which is the first time I ever went to a weed dispensary. And we walked in there, and I mean, if you liked weed, it was like, I mean, it was like, you know, ducktails when he's jumping through coins and swimming in money. It was like you just walk in and you smell it and they got buds and they got gummies and they got vapes. And you, I mean, they had, I mean, if you like weed, you just, it was insane. And we did that. We did all this shit. And of course, Jay gets into his room and I just waited, waited, waited. And they were like, you gave me the wrong room and you didn't come there for a half an hour. And here's the other thing. Everybody who tried checking in all day, the Aria front desk didn't get fixed until I believe almost like nine or nine something that night. There was just a line you couldn't get in your room. So luckily we flew in early, but that is the unacceptable, a billion dollar casino, a newer casino, having a system, you know, update, which shut everything down and screwed things up. But then again, I sat in a pool the rest of the day. With uh, 
some of my favorite comedians and my peers and we had a great day and then, um, you know, went to dinner and it was just, uh, yeah, it was just awesome. We had a, just a, a great time and, uh, congratulations to our buddy who's getting married. That was awesome. But, uh, I was glad to get out of Vegas because I'm not going to lie. I did it for two days and two nights and I don't know how those guys did it. They went the next night or whatever. They ended up going to Elton John. I don't know how these guys for four nights just kept partying. I'm, I just couldn't do it. So I went out to Vegas. I mean, I'm sorry. So I went out to Nashville from Vegas. Shout out to fucking Nashville, Tennessee. Shout out to the manager, Lucy. Shout out to Zany's Comedy Club. Lines around the block. Awesome crowds. Awesome people. Uh, the early show was Maz Gibrani and the late show was me. Maz ended up staying, watching me perform. We ended up becoming friends, having a great time. Then the next day I was like, hey, that uh, that UFC fight's in the middle of the day. Let's do that. And me, Maz, and his buddy Tehran go to uh, this place called um, Nashville Underground. And guys, I'm not even trying to joke or be funny here for the show. I, I swear to God. I ate a piece of hot fried Nashville chicken that blew my dick off. I could not believe what I was eating. Okay. It's a bar that has four levels. One level was like all football. Then you go up to the rooftop. Then you could do this. It was insane. And there was only a handful of people who wanted to watch the UFC fight. So they put us back in this like little VIP room that was like curtained off and roped off. And only like not even eight of us were in there, uh, us three included. And they gave us a menu and we ordered this Nashville chicken, this Nashville fried chicken hot, or we got it mild. I had a side of macaroni and cheese, which was like truffle oil. It was seriously the greatest chicken, a big, thick, like fried chicken breast, well, actually a wing on it too. And you cut into this deep, like white meat, and you think, okay, the middle of this has to be dry. It was soaking wet and one of the most delicious. My mouth is watering now. Crispy outside with flavor. Inside, all white meat. It almost looked healthy because it was just such a light. It was insane. Okay? And I was like, I don't want fries. But then she's like, our mac and cheese. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to do that. So I probably got the worst of the two between the fries and the mac and cheese. Ate the food. Watched the fights. Just a great Saturday before my last show. The shows were nuts. Such a great time. Such a great city. Well, I will say this though, okay? I will say this. Nashville, when you go downtown and you walk that like main strip of bars where there's live music and everything, it does have a little bit of a Mardi Gras, you know, New Orleans type of thing going on there. It does have that, you know, could be a shit show, you know, people hammered. Uh, a ton of bachelorette parties, you know, it's just a bunch of chicks in cowboy boots like pedaling on one of those, you know, dr- you know, singing Journey at 1.40 in the afternoon at the top of their lungs with cowboy hats on and you're like, all right, you know, these chicks are going to be crying, throwing up at, by fucking 6 p.m. Let's, let's not kid ourselves here with what's going on. But that being said, very clean, very nice, um, just such a, an amazing, an amazing place. Like, it was so ridiculous that even when I went to the airport, I'm not even joking about this. I went to the airport, 
And, uh, of course, my flight got canceled. Yeah, I wanted to get home on time for the Giants game, which doesn't matter now. In hindsight, the Giants lost. But I wanted to get home for, like, 4 o'clock, be with my family. And uh, I sat there, and I had to hop on... I had to hop on another plane. You know, the airline doesn't give a shit. Does the airline ever give... If you guys... The airline just... You're a prisoner. It was literally like, uh, hey, folks, so some bad news. If uh, you're flying to JFK today on the... um, you know, 12 o'clock flight, uh, that's not going to happen. <laughs> You're just like, what? Yeah, the plane got diverted back to Chicago. Apparently, the plane that we were supposed to fly to JFK got diverted back to Chicago. It was coming from Chicago. They turned around, went back to Chicago. They had a problem. I think they had to, like, realign the door or something. I'm not even joking. They had a problem, like a mechanical big-time issue. And they were like, but there's a 3.30 to LaGuardia if that's an option. And I just waited online for an hour to get that, and I was actually able to get that, thank God, but they could give a shit, you're just, it's hopeless, you're at their mercy, whatever, anyways, not only does Nashville have live music in every bar, on every street corner, everywhere you go, but they have live music at the bars in the airports, and there was this girl just sitting on a stool, and she was singing, um, and uh, wait, wait, how's it go, yeah, you, you know that song, You Were Meant For Me, and I was meant for you. You know that shit? She's singing that song to the point where people are walking to their gates, stopping. Is that Jewel? It might be Jewel. I don't know. She's walk. People were walking and stopping and listening. I'm sitting there. I was like, I could have started crying. She was just sitting there calmly at a fucking airport while people are leaving. And she's just in a bar. This place called Tootsie's or whatever. She's just... She's just singing that song. And I stopped and I listened. And this one woman is just staring at her like she's going to break down and cry. And I look at her and I go, really good. And she's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, and this woman was old. And I'm just going like, holy shit. Like the level of talent of singers that are in Nashville. It's insane how good, amazing these singers are. Um, So... It was really, really a cool experience. It was a cool city, and uh, I had a great time. Um, the people were great. Even when, like, late show Friday, there was little rowdy drinkers in there, packed out, but respectful, just into the show, having a great time. Um, everybody is super nice there. They're so nice there that, like, they're nice. I said this on stage. They're nice for, like, little things that, like, shouldn't be nice for Like, it's not just, oh, Southerners are nice and Southern hospitality. They, like, little things, they make a big deal in a nice way. I'll give you an example. I'm in my hotel lobby, and I go to one of those, like, water things where they got, like, fruit. They put a bunch of fruit and ice in the water thing. And, you know, either you get, like, a cucumber water or whatever. And I start sipping it, and I see this guy, and he gets it. And we just make that stranger eye contact where somebody either nods or whatever. So... Me being the nice dickhead that I am, I just go, uh, hey, man, how are you? Or how are you, buddy? Or something like that. And he just goes, really good. Really good. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, I got to get my act together. You know, I mean, this guy was, I mean, how if you if a stranger passed you and just nodded, hey, how you doing? You usually give a, hey, not bad. Or, hey, all right, man, you too. Have a good day. Something like that. This guy, like, stopped and goes, really good. And I was just... I was like, man, I am in the South right now, but it was awesome, and I suggest, and by the way, I was told that the manager, Lucy, Lucy, if you're listening to this, uh, I have to be honest, 
um, I was told everybody at the bachelor party in Vegas were like, oh, you're leaving early to do Zanies? Oh, man, Lucy's the best. Or, oh, Lucy's the best. She's so cool. She gets it. And they were not. And, guys, you know, like I've said many times on the podcast, oh, this city was great. The club was great. I don't really talk about the managers there, but uh, so cool. Just, you know, asking me what kind of cigar I bought. Bought me a Cohiba cigar for when I got there. Um, just so just accommodating and great. And, uh, so yeah, it was awesome. My little sister, my sister, shout out to Carissa. She lived in, uh, Zanies for, uh, um, she, yeah, for Zanies. Yeah, she lived in Zanies for a while. She lived in the green room. No, she lived in Nashville for a year and she, uh, she loved it and she made great friends there. As a matter of fact, her friends came out to the show, but just awesome. Uh, the only thing I'll say is it can be a shit show downtown if like people go on vacation. I almost feel like I did it great. Uh, you know, performed one show a night, packed out, great time, worked on the hour. People seem to love it. And and then, you know, you get out of there before you get into trouble. So uh, that was um, that was the Tennessee and the bachelor party portion of the, uh, of the show. But some of you guys wrote in, so I want to make sure that I read. Uh, everything, and I know some of you are like, what the fuck, Paul, you could have read it last week, I know, I know, I was poolside last week without an opportunity to do it, okay, all right, here we go, so, this one is uh, acceptable, Uh, acceptable from Clint, here we go, Clint says, uh, Paul, I had recently asked you if you had heard the premise of the joke that I wanted to do, and you were nice enough to answer. Firstly, I want to thank you for doing that. Secondly, I want to talk about the outcome of the set I did when I tried that joke. I had a bad time on stage uh, the time I went up before this set uh, that I'm talking about, uh, and I was really nervous. To this point, that uh, to the point that I was shaking. Harder than Michael J. Fox in a snowstorm before I went up. Oh, wow. Wow, Clint. Throwing shots at Michael J. Fox. I mean, the guy's been fighting this for years, Clint. Uh, um, I finished my set. I got all my jokes out the way I wanted. And I was told that I put on a clinic of all the topics that comedians are supposed to avoid. Wow. Wow. Uh, and it made me feel so unbelievably accomplished and thankful that I ignored the nervousness that I felt. If anyone is listening and has uh, something that they want to try that they're afraid of, do that thing. Uh, you know, I have the thing that I saved in my phone uh, from Dave Chappelle uh, that he wrote in the green room in Philadelphia. And he said, to the comedians... Um, if you say, oh, wait, hold on, I will read it to you again because it, it needs to be read. It's incredible. And, uh, every comedian should live by this. It's, I, I love it. And I think it's something that, uh, we should all live by. And when you do see things like this and you, you, you realize you're like, wow, man, like this is, um, you know, this is from one of the greats and you know why he's great and helps to push and he's doing it. I realize also why. Dave is doing it. Dave is doing it and wrote that and put that in the green room, not just to be, oh, that's awesome and he's cool. He's actually doing it for the art of comedy. 
He's doing it because the art of comedy, um, you know, will never be in jeopardy if people just stick to their guns. And I truly believe that. I believe if people stick to their guns and they, you know, they just believe in the honesty of the joke, they can back it up. And if a blogger or somebody goes after them, it doesn't matter because they they stand by it. They're not doing it for shock. They're not doing it for bullshit. They're not going to go, hey, I'm going to talk about, you know, drowning a family member just to make people go, whoa, like that's all bullshit. But when you say something that you believe or that you could back up or that you're trying to make funny in a thought and you could defend it, it's fine. I just found it and it says to the comedians, no matter what, say it, whatever it is, much respect, Dave Chappelle, thanks punchline. And it's a dope picture of Dave sitting there in this empty room. But think about that to the comedians, no matter what, say it, whatever it is, much respect. That is one of the all-time greats saying it doesn't matter. And that's why when we say the crowd doesn't matter, that's what we mean. We don't mean, you know, George Carlin said that it's not about them. We don't mean, oh, screw you, and I don't want you to have a good time. It's about me. We mean you're going to come for the ride I'm giving or not, and if you don't, fine. It's not about you. It's, it's about me giving something that I believe in and somebody connecting with it. And if you don't, goodbye. Another Joan Rivers quote. Comedians don't apologize for jokes. Okay? You know, if you know, if you don't like it, you know, something like that. I mean, I'm butchering it, but like we don't apologize for jokes. Um, so good for you, Clint. I'm glad you did that. And um, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I'm glad that it worked out. Uh, this is from Christian. And Christian says, shit in a box. Paulie V, what it do, baby? Kawhi voice. I'm a big fan of your work. I'm from New York originally, but live in South Florida and was at the infamous uh, dog heckling show in West Palm Beach, Florida. I think you remember me as I was uh, on the middle table, very close to the stage, wearing my Mo Rivera 95 uh, MNS, uh, yes, MNS jersey, um, just want to say you killed it that night despite all of the distractions. A few episodes ago, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And of course I remember that. I will never, ever forget, uh, a dog in the crowd losing its mind after me going into a dog owner joke. Um, but here we go. A few episodes ago, you spoke about a visit to the doctor, which you suggested something about, um, shitting in a box and shipping it for examination for your doctor. I'm a UPS driver in South Florida, obviously, and therefore deal with every goddamn grandma and grandpa in the history of the world. I just want to say this whole shitting in a box and sending it via UPS to the lab is completely unacceptable. Even when, you know what, I still didn't do it, and I have to do it. Uh, Even when packaged properly, when you drop it off... uh, to a UPS store and the driver, a.k.a. me, picks it up and has to store it in a moving oven at 100 degrees for over five hours in a day, it fucking stinks. Please be considerate of your local parcel delivery drivers. We make good money, but not enough to have to deal with your shit, literally. Love your work and your new hour. Those uh, AM ones you wore 
to the show at the Improv. We're fucking fresh, too. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, uh, keep keep up the great work, man. Can't wait to see you at the arena here in South Florida. I wish, man, South Florida next time um, around as opposed to a comedy club. Well, thank you so much. Can't wait to see uh, your young boy balling on the Knicks in the near future uh, either. Lord knows we need help. Keep up the great work and God bless. Thank you so much, Christian. And I know you're a good dude because my older brother, um, who's like my like my greatest, my older brother Christian's the best. And, um, you know, he's like my best friend in the whole world and he's the best person I know. And um, his name is Christian. So I haven't met a Christian that uh, I didn't like. Have I ever met a Christian I didn't like? I don't think so. Somebody told me they never met a Paul they didn't like, but Paul's probably a little more common than Christian. But um, yeah, thank you so much. I didn't shit in this thing yet. It's not a box, by the way, just so people are listening. Like you don't take a shit in a box and package it up. It's basically like this, like, um, like this, like little hard piece of like cardboard or whatever. And you're supposed to basically like give like a stool sample by just like rubbing it across these three dots and sealing it up and then they examine it and stuff like that. And I still haven't brought myself to do it. So my doctor is probably like just chalking it up to not going to happen this year. But um, yeah, I could only imagine if you're driving a UPS truck with like a bunch of old people's like shit samples and it's humid down there. Oh God, sorry. I hope you guys aren't eating while you're listening to this podcast. But yeah, it's... um. That's brutal. Thank you for the submission. Let's see where we at time-wise here. All right, we're at a half hour. There's something that I really need to talk about. I'm going to get this off my chest. Um, I don't know if how, how I'm going to go off the rails here. I don't know if I'm going to curse or freak out or if I'm going to stay calm, but I'd like to just give a little warning, okay? I'd like to give a parental advisory warning for what I'm about to do now, what I'm about to talk about now, because this is something that is a very, very big fucking problem in this country, okay? And it's not, oh, be progressive and adjust to the times. Not this. This is some far, far left, ridiculous, extremist. I know people that are liberal on the left that don't agree with this. I mean, this is something that is so unbelievably sick to me that I can't even be able to to register it, okay? Um, it's a seven minute clip. I was going to play it, but it's way too long to play. So I'm going to basically say what it is, and then I'm just going to dive into this thing. And guys, I have to be honest with you. This is one of these things where like, if you agree with this, I'm not going to say like, stop following me or stop listening to me because I would never do that to somebody that gets entertained by me or is a fan of mine and wants to come out to a show and stuff like that. I'm not going to do that, but Please write to me and tell me why why you agree with what I'm about to say right now. But knowing my fans and knowing the people that listen to me and who've listened to me this long would know that there's no way, I, I would think that there's no way any of you would like me and agree with me and listen to me and still be along with this and go along with this thing. There is a liberal online, uh, overly liberal, almost extremist kind of um thing called like now this online and now this is basically like a democratic but like I said a far left thing and sometimes they make points and sometimes they don't but now there's a woman on there talking and she goes hey guys wait wait a minute 
Why did I say, hey guys? A lot of times we say, hey guys, even when we're talking to a group of friends, but that's actually gender specific. And here's why, for many reasons, it's not good. And she goes into explaining that saying, hey guys, is a bad thing and is a gender specific, rude, offensive thing that's not. And I just was like, what is this country? What is the world coming to where you can't see a pack of people? Basically, they're saying like, if you go out, right? Let's say you and your friends, 15 of you roll deep to the movie theater. And some of you guys are online at the concessions getting popcorn and candy and drinks. And other people are playing video games if they have it. And everybody's waiting. And they just go, hey, just so you know, you might want to tell your friends that you should get in the movie now because it's gonna, you're not going to have good seats. It's sold out. And you turn and you go, hey, guys, we need to get in. That's wrong. Now that's wrong. Hey, guys is wrong. It's like, what the, What are you? What's what's supposed to happen? What are you supposed to do? Hey, Hey, you girl on the arcade. Hey, you boy on the on the thing. We need to get in there. Like, are you people? Are these people out of their fucking minds? Is that the? Is this is the country and the life that I'm gonna have to bring my like raise my children in? That if my son says, "Hey guys, we're going out tonight," well, you know, you really shouldn't say, "Guys." It's like, how am I telling that my son that that's even acceptable? Because it really is sick. It really is. It's getting to the point now. It's getting to the point now where this is why no comedians will do colleges. And this is why young people suck. Okay? Not all. Not all. Because some are being raised right. But this overly... This isn't even progressive. This is sick. This is nitpicky, cunty, fucking bullshit is what it is. You can't say, hey guys, to your friends... Aaron Berg was like, what are you supposed to say? Hey, dummies? And I was going to, yeah, like, what are you supposed to do? Hey, here's why. It's really not because it's gender specific. And what it does to women is it doesn't, you know, what are, she, are they supposed to say, hey, gals? Guys is more of a, guys is, is more of like a roundabout broad way of saying everybody. You could say, hey, everybody. But that's just weird. Hey, everybody. We're going, like, what are you, in a 1940s cowboy movie? No, no one's going to say, hey, everybody. You're going to say, hey, guys, let's get inside. I've, I've heard women say to their girlfriends, guys, we're going in. Guys, get over here. You can't say guys now? You can't say, hey, guys, to round people up? Because it's, it's not, I mean, that is, I got to be honest with you. If that's the shit that this now this wants to put online, then it takes away from all the other shit that they did. Stuff that would make a good good point. Okay? Because people don't mean the intentions that you think. I heard somebody say, oh, I was in a bar. And this one, even though I don't agree with it, even though I don't agree with it, because I think it's a little much, I could actually see how this one is a little more Okay, some people would have an issue with it. I still think it's off the wall crazy, to be honest, but I get it a little more. And it was the girl who played Blossom in, in the sitcom, and she also played in um, The Big Bang Theory. You know who I'm talking about. The girl with the, you know, the girl with the, she had the hats and shit. You know, Blossom, whatever. She was in, um, she was in The Big Bang Theory. She said that she was in a bar, and she heard somebody go, oh, that girl over there. And she looked to see if there was a little girl. 
And she's like, it's really dangerous calling women girls and it's over a power thing and this and that, which is ridiculous. And the fact that she would turn and look to find a little girl in a bar means it's like, are you looking for trouble? Seriously, are you looking for trouble? But I get it. She was saying that if you call women girls, it's a power thing. And in some weird way, I, I kind of understand what she's saying, although I don't agree with it. But this, saying guys, not being able to say guys now, as 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 to, as of like round up your friends, that is to me why I will not I will never perform at a college unless the money's right and it's in the contract that I could say whatever the fuck I want to say. I don't care about your super overly sensitive Booker. I don't care about your sad little scared, you know. Um, student who really doesn't want to hear that when they come to a comedy show and then it's going to be really hurtful and distracting when I got to do my homework for a professor who lets us cry when things are bad. I am not doing that shit unless you pay me. You want me into going to your college, you better pay me a ton of money for one night. And I mean thousands and thousands of dollars for one night. I'll go in there and in the contract it's going to say, Comedian Paul Verzi can say whatever he wants with any subject or topic matter at all. That is the only time I'm walking into your shitty college, okay? And I'm going to tell jokes to these fucking weak kids who don't even let you say, Hey guys, we're going in now. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous and it's sick. And if you guys agree with it, please write me. I'd love to have the debate. I'd love to have the debate because for many, many decades now, decades, who even knows? I bet you in fucking back in the 1700s, they were saying, hey guys, come over here or whatever. What are they supposed to do? Hey guys and girls and, and every, it's like ridiculous. It's, it really is fucking ridiculous. And when I saw that yesterday, I swear to God, I literally, I wasn't going to say anything, you know. I wasn't going to say anything, you know, on Twitter because of how all these, you know, atheists came at me. And by the way, fuck you, all hardcore atheists who get mad when somebody makes a joke. It was a joke I made. Fuck you too. But I swear to God, these people that, uh, I said parental advisory, guys. I'm sorry. I'm off the rails here. I said it. I said it was going to happen. I can't deal with this shit. I just, I just can't. I just can't. You know, I wasn't going to put something on Twitter. And then I was so angry. I just go, what is this? What's happening in our country right now? What's happening? What's going to happen? What, what other words? Let's talk about what other words they're going to take away. Uh, you know, go up to somebody, give them a high five. Great job, man. Well, you can't say man. Here's the thing. If you say man, it makes you feel like this. You know, Hey, great job, dude. Well, you shouldn't say dude. Here's the thing. If you say dude, a lot of surfers in California, they're going to be upset because it's kind of their turn. So, you know. What's going on, buddy? Well, you can't say buddy. Here's the thing. If you say buddy, it kind of indicates that you're a friend and you're not a friend of everybody. So that's going to exclude people that you're not friends with. It's like, I mean, it's, it's just what's going on. Yeah. Hey, fuck face. Well, you shouldn't say fuck face kind of offense. It's like, I just, I, I honestly, honestly, I, I mean, I am so, I'm just, I'm actually, I'm borderline scared. Cause if my, I make no mistake about it. If my son or daughter ever came home to me and said, dad, yeah, we said, come on guys, we're going to go in the backyard and play. And parents of the kids called me and said, yeah, you know, 
your son or daughter said, come on, guys, and we really, that's a really, I would be like, listen, just honestly, just don't have your kids play. Because look, your kids aren't going to grow up to be friends with my kids anyway if that's what's bothering them. Just to be, just to be clear. Just to be clear with you. I have no problem with being progressive. And I have no problem with understanding, you know, people can be hurt and this and that, but there needs to be a line and it needs to, it just needs to stop in certain areas with certain people. It's just too much. It's actually getting bizarre to where I don't know what's happening. I never in my life thought to myself like, hey man, maybe leaving America one day, you know, because I always thought like retiring, I would go someplace. But how, and I love America, America first for me always, but like the thought of just being in some villa in Italy where like most of the people just speak Italian and I could just be out there drinking red wine at night, smoking my cigars in the twilight of my, of my life doesn't sound bad because it's just how divided and nuts and different people think here. Now, listen, will I ever leave America? Probably not. I love it. I love it here. I love, but the thought of not having to deal with these things and seeing these things and know that these are what people are complaining about is, is nice because it's a shitty thing going on right now. And I know I sound old, but that's just how I feel. So, uh, I will end this segment of the show by saying, guys, yeah, not going to do that. (laughs) Sorry, guys. Okay. We tied that one up little. We tied that one up in a bow. Okay. What else can we talk about here? We got the uh, that UFC fight, that Khabib guy. Oh my God. Who's beating that guy? Guy wrestled with bears as a kid. And he's now he's 28 and 0. Um, you know, it was. But I hope you guys uh, saw the fight because you guys would have loved the fight. You guys would have. You guys would have really, really enjoyed that UFC fight if you guys would have saw it. I don't know if you guys did see it, but you guys would have definitely, definitely enjoyed that fight for sure, you guys. Um, Yankees keep winning. Uh, they have those guys have the best, <laughs> those guys have, have the best record in baseball. My New York Giants, everybody. I was on an airplane. Oh, by the way, don't ever buy Wi-Fi on an airplane. You want to know why? Because it doesn't work. Yeah, you want to buy a, you know, a duration of the flight Wi-Fi up in the air. You could look at your all your stuff. No, you really can't. You know what happens? You see pixels that are blurry. You don't see shit. I had to literally watch my Giants lose like I was looking at Tecmo Bowl from 200 yards away in 1986 with, you know, binoculars. It sucked. It kept going out. And then I just had to, and then when it would come in clear, I just clearly saw the Giants were getting the shit kicked out of them. It made no sense. I wasted $10. It's unacceptable. It's fake. And it doesn't, it, it's a way the airline makes more money. All right. Don't give the airline any more money. Be like this. You know what? Yeah, I will buy it. If you guys, <laughs> if you guys want to, uh, if you guys want to, uh, what about Goonies? Hey, you guys. Well, there, there was, there was, you know, there were females in Goonies. How you like that? So should that director be shit on now? Sorry, I'll go back to what I was saying. I'll go like this on the airplane. Hey, um, flight attendant, I almost said stewardess, everybody. Oh, man. Oh, man, they're going to ban the Verzi effect. I almost said stewardess. Uh, flight attendant, yeah, I'm going to pay for your Wi-Fi. How about you stand next to me? Okay, stand next to me. Oh, guys, I'm, I'm fired up right now. Yeah, I just turned it on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just turned it on right now because I'm, I'm ready to go. 
Get me on stage right now. If you got me on stage right now, I, I'd walk 15 people would walk out of the room. And I don't give a fuck. And I'll tell you something else. I'm going to take it a step further. Okay, hold on. Let me just get to, let me just finish this point and then I'll get to the other one. I feel like I'm talking to two people right now and I'm by myself. Do you know how, you know the lunacy of that? Hey, yeah, flight attendant, stand next to me while I pay you, while I pay your company, while I pay your airline, all this money for this Wi-Fi, and then you watch how shitty it is, and then you give me the, I'm going to give you the credit card back, and you give me my fucking money back. How about that? You you reimburse my card because of the shit that I'm going through right now. Oh, really? I could watch movies on my own, on my own devices? No, I can't. No, I can't. I could give you guys $10 and be half-assed pissed off, and you guys don't give a shit because there's only 40, 50, you know, whatever, 45, 46 minutes left of the duration of the flight. Here's the other thing. New York City crowds, I did not think I would ever say this, but this is happening. We were talking about it yesterday. It's happening. And if you are a New York City person, resident, and you come to shows, make sure this is not you and overpower those guys. (laughs) Overpower these people because I got to tell you something. I never thought I would say this about my city. I never thought that I would say this about... And it sucks to say that about your city. And I was even joking about like, hey, going to Italy because America's so divided and people are doing stuff like that that I wouldn't have to hear. I love America so much that I would never do that. I would deal with, I would deal with this shit and just go somewhere here and kind of hopefully be around people that under, you know, think like me and, and I would never leave. But it's just a sad thing that we're going through this. But it's even, it's as sad to know that my home city where I started doing stand-up where it made me better. It made me the comedian that I am. I started doing stand-up probably in New York City around 07, 08. And by like 2011, 2012, every place had me working in there. Or I started to really start to, you know, perform in a lot of the different clubs there and stuff. And, um, you know, I was told by some comedians, big comedians. I'm not going to mention names now because I I don't want to do that. But just know, very, very big comedians famous comedians and some of the greats, multiple, multiple, not just one, um, said New York City crowds are starting to stink and they're starting to get tight and they really, really are. And I get that New York is kind of a liberal, kind of progressive city and that's fine. It's very smart here and very good people here. But you go on stage at some of these places and you just, they tighten up. And when I perform in DC, I didn't hear that or see that. When I was in Pittsburgh and I was in Carolina and I was in even Tennessee, I mean, Tennessee a little bit, Nashville, they got a little tight with certain things, but they were still in it for the joke. New York City, it's like half and half, man. You say certain things and like you see the people that really love and get it and then you see people crossing their arms and upset. No, that's not true. No, and it's really sad and this whole shit of where you can't say guys anymore, that falls into it and that's a sad thing So and that shit needs to change. I think it's a big problem. I really do. Um, so there you have it. I I was I was staying away from stuff like this, and then I just saw that, and I was like, I don't even think it's political, guys. It's not even political, man. It's just what's right. It honestly, it's just what's right. You're gonna start to say that shit that people can't say. Hey, guys, come in here. Look at this. You know, I. My little kids do it. Like it's it's just it's it was just too much. So that's what set me off. Um, hopefully that entertained you. Um, I feel better, so I don't care. Like whatever it did, and if you agree with that, fine. Just write me or just stop listening. I don't give a fuck really. So 
that's it. But uh, there we go. This has been episode uh, 215. And um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got something. We are, we're ready to go. We are ready to go at Riotcast, the Superfans podcast. It is, uh, we're going to do two test shows, I believe, next week. And then those are going to be in the can. And then we're going to get going. So um, I will, obviously, you guys will be informed about that. And uh, more podcasts, you know, more $3 Patreon uh, stuff coming uh, as well. So, guys, I will be this weekend, I will be in Albany at the Funny Bone in Albany. Two shows Friday. Uh, which is what, the 13th? Yes. When is Friday? Is Friday the 13th? Yes. Friday the 13th, two shows. Saturday, two shows. Sunday the 15th, one show. And then uh, a lot, looks like a lot of people are going to be coming. We're doing a ton of press for New York too, as well as the Funny Bone. But Gotham, September 27th and 28th, get your tickets. Um, it will be the best hour that I've ever done in New York City. So if you want to come and see that, please tell your friends, get your tickets, go to GothamComedyClub.com. That's two shows, September 27th, uh, Friday, and two shows, September 28th, Saturday. All right, so this weekend is the Funny Bone, and then two weeks from now is New York City Gotham Comedy Club. Okay? Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Sorry about the absence next week. We'll be back next Monday, uh, with, uh, TVE 416 and, um, there will be some more Patreon with some uh, guests. So sit back and, uh, sit tight for that. I will talk to you guys soon. Thank you so much. Uh, take care you guys.